All right. Hello, it's Thursday morning, and uh, I'm here with Peter Weisbrot. I am Robert Craighead. Good morning, I, everyone. I am the founder of 10 Stories, a advertising agency in San Diego who, who specializes in video uh, content. Yeah. And Peter here is creative director in our company. And we today are going to talk about how AI is going to transform our industry and pitfalls or advantages that they could bring. Yeah. Yeah. seems like everyone wants to talk about AI these days. It's the subject on everyone's mind. And for good reason, I, th I think in some ways mm. people are concerned about how it will affect them directly, indirectly. Um, I think one of the first places our minds go to is how will it change the way we work? Will it supplant us? Will it replace us? These are larger fears that, you know, I think everyone has, even if they don't directly acknowledge them. But um, in general, I think it's, it's a pretty exciting time. Uh, and what we see now is really just the beginning. I think people are maybe getting carried away with expectations, but there's a lot of possibilities, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, just me checking out just really simplistic things like ChatGP and just having it just write things yeah, is pretty nuts. Um, actually, is. I haven't even showed you, but I, I'm, I was creating a promotion for our our company, just a, a video promotion that people could go to for a simple thing. And I, I had all the copy written by Chad GPT. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it worked. You know, I was mm -hmm. just looking at, you know, what, <laughs> you know, like copywriters, right? I mean, yeah. good God. I mean, if you just look at the news, there are so many people getting let go. And, uh, you know, copywriting, I've heard a lot of stories where they're, there's some copywriters who aren't even doing it anymore and they're going to blue collar work because they're so uh, devastated by their, yeah their industry just being cannibalized. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and we're not talking about top end copywriters, but you know, the ones who are freelance who work around the country, who work for smaller companies yeah. that get paid, you know, a few hundred bucks for writing something small, you know, yeah. and now somebody could do it in five seconds. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of direction. Yeah. Yeah. It was the direction that you gave to get that copy that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Did you give it specific parameters or things yeah. that you wanted to say? And did it, did it say those things more or less? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously you put stuff in there and you get something back and you're like, Oh, I kind of wanted this in it too. So you just rephrase the question Yeah. or just, you know, just, uh, clear it and, ask it the same question again, and it comes yeah. up with a different response. Yeah. And it tries to learn by saying, well, is this better a better answer for you than the previous one? So it's trying to learn on the way, Yeah, um, which is pretty nuts. Which is an interesting thing. I like that I can give feedback about yeah. the answers I received. Yeah. Um, and I know ultimately it's, it, it is theoretically at least uh, improving the way the program works for myself in the future, for other people who are using it. That's right. Um, well, it's AI, right? It's intelligence. I mean, it—that's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. Right? and it's uh, and it's just growing. Like that's the other thing too. Is uh, is while uh, we're certainly impressed with the capabilities right now, um, 
in the same way that we, we've grown up and all this information we've accumulated kind of defines who we are, who Rob is, who Peter is. Um, it's, it's crazy to think how much just raw information a system can absorb and how that'll be like, what's AI like five years from now, 10 years from now? Is it, um, is it still recognizable as AI in the way it is today? Um, but yeah, uh, it makes me think uh, that, and I think I've discussed this with you before, but the idea that um, there could be like some kind of pendulum if, if maybe it's to the extent that a lot of people start moving to AI to do things like copywriting for them. Um, will there be some amount of resistance or desire for people who still want organic human generated content? Or if they can even tell. Or, or can you tell? Does it matter if you can't tell? Which brings the question of the whole social, this is totally non sequitur, but mm -hmm. the whole idea of social media getting your served content, right? Is that an issue with AI? Because if it's creating things to what you're asking in, it's learning. Is it learning your preference as a person? Or is it just in general, like everybody? Yeah. And that that's a little dangerous just because you're going to be served content or content's going to be created for you that it, that it thinks you want to see sure. instead of it just being what it is. Yeah. Which yeah. is dangerous because I mean that we see that in social media all the time I and mean, people, people are in their silos and they just see what they want to see. Sure. And that's what makes them happy or they think they're happy. They don't want tough questions. They don't want to see facts. They'd rather see what they think are facts. Yeah. You know, yeah. echo chambers for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that's a little weird. Well, let's get back to the, uh, our industry too. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about copywriting, how dangerous and how weird that is. Um, obviously that could seep into scripts. I haven't done that yet. I'm sure it, it occurs. I mean, obviously there's a writer strike going on in LA right now. A friend of mine's a screenwriter and, yeah. and, uh, you know, he, he's just out of work. Um, so also pay his dues for the, for the union, but yeah, he's, they're not writing anything, um, yeah. for good reason, because you know, the, the producers could easily use this and just cut writers out. And, um, do you think that's being thought of or experimented with during, in the midst of this strike? Oh, absolutely. I think, well, I think it was experimented beforehand too. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, just yeah. because the writers are out, then now they're like, let's oh, yeah, 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 let's get the robots to do it. <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're always thinking of ways to save money. And I mean, rightly so, they're a producer. Um, but I mean, that is the reason why the writers strike. It was AI. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I hadn't, I hadn't followed it nearly as much as you. Um, but that's, I didn't necessarily know that was, uh, that was such a big factor in it. That's surprising, and, but makes sense as well. Absolutely. And, with the writers always strike first because they're the kind of like the ones that no one can see, but this seeps sure. into directing yeah. and it could seep into acting. I mean, we've seen deep fake stuff. Yeah. I saw this thing on Instagram the other day where Michael V. Jordan, there was a, a, a video of him and then there was a, a facsimile video of him yeah. of, of AI generated of him saying the same thing. And while they look different, it's pretty nuts how it can just look like a human and and move exactly like he did in that clip. Yeah. Um, so, and we've seen it in movies too. Star Wars, obviously, Grand Moff Tarkin 
was a uh, generated character. Yeah. And who knows? I could seep into acting too. Um, really, the creative industry as a whole is, I see, going to be impacted greatly because a lot of people who consume this content don't know the difference or don't care. You know, we make videos for companies, 30 second videos with stock footage and, and text on the screen. Well, why can't AI do that? Well, yeah. they, cer it's, they certainly could and they actually certainly can. I've, sure. I've been on a couple video creation AI sites where I, similar to chat GPT, I just tell them what I want and they just make a video out of it. It's, it's very unsophisticated, yeah. but at the same time, it's creating that content that a human would have to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's exactly. It's rudimentary, right? At this point. At this point. And like to your point about fine tuning, it's even harder to go and fine tune the visuals that are put out by these by these programs, um, especially if it's video. Like it's harder to go back and like tweak it and have it slightly adjust a video from at least the experience I've had. But like that well, doesn't mean it's not heading in that direction, and it's gonna be really good. I mean, what I've seen looks all still very fever dreamish too. Um, well, it, you know, some of these are really interesting. I don't, I, I'm not sure what, uh, what website you went to, but the one I went to, uh, it dumps out the video, but also dumps out a timeline where you can adjust what video is in there. You can import video if you want, mm -hmm. and it, it's a whole online editing, nonlinear editing oh, okay. uh, yeah. software. Yeah. And it, and it's pulling video clips. You know, I did one for like Joel Embiid, who's a, uh, basketball player um what are his stats for the last three years and that was it right and it and it brought video of Joel Embiid playing basketball in several different clips mm -hmm. along with the data that came with that too yeah but you know and it and it output a video like a yeah. video clip of like a, a high like hey here's like this player and here's all his stats like Embiid blocking somebody like a, a actual NBA game which yeah. you know was surprising to me just because I don't think it's legal for me to have a video of that. Um, yeah. But, you know, NBA, it, NBA is a little different than other sports, uh, yeah. sports industries in that um, they don't go after people who use clips of their players playing. You know, you'll never see an NFL clip on social media um, because they don't allow it. Oh, NBA is a little more lenient more, with that. Exactly. They're so, very lenient with so it. So what this uh, platform was doing was it was borrowing this clip from somewhere, presumably. But it was... Who knows where? It wasn't a... But who, the, who, who knows who shot it? <laughs> yeah, where and did they the, get the clip? And the, this, this, is, this is the point I'm making is that, you know, these... Like, who shot that, right? Technically, they're the owner of that footage. Mm -hmm. But I'm just allowed to use it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where did the did the platform you were using set aside any or make clear any statement of how you could repurpose what you create on the platform? Like, that's a great question, and I looked in it very briefly. I, I can't say anything concrete, sure. but from what I understand, it said you know you can use it on your website. And yeah, you just can't. Free, you probably can't. Probably do can't pay do paid advertising yeah. with it, but yeah, you could put it on wherever. That's right. Um, and and this clip was clearly like a user generated clip though. It wasn't an AI generated clip. Correct. Okay. All right. You would still, it was still obviously right. something that's so it's captured. a little, uh, yeah, yeah, very, it's very much different than if you're, if, if you tell it to make like a, you know, yeah. a picture of Elon Musk standing on Mount Everest, Yeah. you know, and have them to make that. And, and that's pulling, you know, that content from everywhere 
to create that, which is another philosophical thing. It's, you know, you're taking creative from a million people to create this one picture. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's a good is, point. Is there any kind of, I mean, there, there's two different sides of it. One is like, well, you know, this is just information. You can make it. Yeah. And the other one is, well, somebody created this. Somebody took a photo of this. Somebody did the artwork for this. Certainly. Where, you know, what's their recourse? Yeah. I mean, they obviously don't know yeah. if it's even being used, but, it, you know, that's a, that's the creative thing that I'm a little worried about and that, you know, the creative industry throughout history has never been a big moneymaker, right? You know, if, unless you're like Beethoven, you know, there's a, there were a million players who just play on the street, right? They're just being creative. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it seems that, and it's also the one that people, you know, they have their own interpretation of if it's good or not, you know? Yeah. It's so subjective. Any, so any, subjective. any creative field really. I mean, yeah, that's why we can't all like the same music, the same movies. Right. So um, it, it's a perfect industry for AI to cannibalize. Yeah. It, it, it makes me also wonder um, when it becomes so easy to deep fake and create images from scratch um, how actors can maintain their identity, how, you know, people whose, yeah, faces are being used maybe once aren't just then endlessly copied and used over and over again. And, um, and what's concerning is that do people even care? Yeah. No, again, do people care? Will people, will people care? Um, I mean, I care, I care about the actor getting paid for his work. If you're thoughtful, I guess, about the the significance of, of what's happening, you'll care. Um, if if you don't think about it and you just don't notice, you might not care. <laughs> Which m may be defining, you know, a certain amount of people in the world. Uh, but I, I tend to be, like, again, um, I tend to... I tend to feel like there'll be a pendulum. Like, people just... Maybe it'll even get to the point where people are so tired of the AI trend, that right. they will look for organic creativity. It's like 90s websites, right? Everyone thought they could build one, and everyone's website looked like crap, and they decided, hey, let's go back to the ad agencies mm -hmm. and have them do it because, obviously, we don't know what we're talking What's about. What's ironic is that that, is that that aesthetic is actually, like, kind of popular again, um, even maybe with, like, Gen Z and, like, people who can appreciate huh. the corniness and how truly bad that design like was a, like 80s music yeah like 80s music hey there's there's good 80s music out there but yeah um bananarama <laughs> um one of my favorite names of any band ever by the way yeah it's a good name and i mean that's a great th and those are the like stuff like that i find that i enjoy like tapping into ai to try to try to do in my workflow i haven't used ai a whole lot but i'll admit like i've used it to um I had to come up with like three kind of Ikea-ish sounding names for the couches that were being featured in our AR video. Oh. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't want to get something that was already in use, but I also don't know Swedish names off the top of my head and something that sounds realistic. So I asked ChatGPT, hey, give me three Swedish sounding names that could be applicable to a couch. <laughs> and it did. Yeah. It did on the second try. I think I had to prompt it one more time. To get to get what I needed, but it was it was good, um, it worked, and it, I I read it out loud and I thought you know, yeah these work. Well, and, and 
you know, that's a great example of how AI will revolutionize search. Oh, sure. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you search something on Google and you'll get a million ads. You don't even know if what you're reading is. Yeah. Like you write the best computer for the money. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be able to find that. Yeah. On a Google search. But if you ask AI, it'll it'll probably do a much better job. It could do a decent job of getting you some semblance of a quality answer, perhaps faster than you could just going and like looking at the top results on a Google search. Absolutely. Um, and and it, it, that depends too on, on what you're asking, but yeah, you, you just, you stated a good example. I was, um, I'm pretty sure people have used ChatGPT to give them accurate um, lists of parts that they could use to build a computer. And and you could and they'll and it and it did it with all with high levels of compatibility and you wouldn't have to know any better as as the person who who queried that question you you could be like you could follow it and you wouldn't know that there wasn't some chance that it was lying to you or going to give you a false answer it was it was just going to work right it's pretty crazy well there's no money behind it that's why right I mean you go on Google and everybody paid mm-hmm. to be up there that's or true. or got search engine optimization or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever in the algorithm Google has. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I know I haven't used Bing. I think Bing is, has in, implemented some amount of GPT into its search function. And I think in that way, um, I don't, again, I don't use Bing, so I can't really speak to it, but I, but you're likely to see ads in Bing, perhaps in the results slash AI results that you get when you, when you query Bing now. Um, I guess, but, but yeah. isn't it like commercials and TV? I mean, at some point, people are just going to be like, I don't even want to see that shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And they'll, they'll try to block it. Like, how do you, yeah, if the question is, how do you monetize um, the benefits that come along with AI? It's That's hard. That's hard to say. Like, how, yeah. Advertising is obviously like a huge driving force in, in capitalism. In capitalism, the internet, the way the internet works. It's all just like these companies want to make advertising money. Um, no doubt. How do you do that when people don't need to go to your search engine anymore and instead they can just ask ChatGPT and they won't see an ad? Right. Yeah. I was doing business development and I asked, what are the top ad agencies in Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Give me 10 and, and normal. And I, I did a test and I just went to Google and did the same thing. And I, I, I couldn't find that list anywhere because most lists are paid lists, right? You have a company who pays this company a hundred bucks to be on their list. Yeah. And then they, you know, they're, um, I forgot what they're called. They're a, a, a lead gen, basically lead gen. Yeah. Um, and lead gen is the dirty underbelly of the internet. You know, that's where all the money is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in a perfect world, this would eliminate that. Yeah, possibly. So that's like, it's a benefit, potential benefit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess people lose their jobs, but that would suck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we won't have to get into that necessarily, but yeah, uh, it most people who who speak speak on the subject seem pretty convinced that there will be some amount of displacement from people of people from their occupations, at least certain occupations. Right. Except um, blue collar. Except blue collar. Yeah. Like until robotics becomes something that is more day to day. Like you're not going to get a robot AI plumber. You're going to need a human being to come and fix your toilet. Absolutely. I was talking to my electrician was at my house the other day and 
I was talking to him about this and he said, Oh wow. Yeah. We have so much work, but there's no electricians. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think there might be more people going to blue collar work like that. He also mentioned, you know, most of the stuff they do now is all battery related, you know, whether it's, um, you know, hooking up a, a a system to charge your car in your garage Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, or solar, solar, solar or, yeah. you know, all that stuff. It's like, we are like way modern. Yeah. Um, so it's a very interesting time for them. And yeah, so that's a growing industry. Every If, you know, it's good to be an electrician in a world that wa- seems to want to electrify fast. Right. Um, Sometimes it's really easy to see, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this is the career you should be in. And, and, you know, it's funny in the last hundred years, obviously you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a um, engineer, you know, and, and, you know, that this could impact all those industries too. Yeah. You know, certainly legal, paralegal work, paralegal, um, yeah. legal engineering. Work. I mean, you can, you can create an app right now, Yeah. you know, and obviously you'll need engineers to monitor it, but it's not like it was. Yeah. It's really exciting because there are still so many firsts in the industry that need to happen. Um, and like my mind, when you, when you just said that, my mind went to, when are we going to see the first criminal case argued by an AI lawyer? <laughs> like, really, though? Like, it's crazy to think of. But, yeah, like, what, what would that look like? And how how would we even get Do there? Do you like, even need a lawyer? I mean, really, because if it's law, I mean, law should be black and white, right? It should be. Yeah. Is, it an, is it a matter of interpretation? Because, really, the only people who should interpret the law are the Supreme Court, right? Sure, and, yeah, um, sure, certainly judges um, and, yeah, people of um, authority like that. I mean, I is guess, there a but... time where where you go to court and you just walk in and and it just tells you if you're guilty or not? Yeah, I don't know. I certainly hope not. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, there should always – I certainly hope there's always due process. But, yeah, um, Will we be willing to hear... We've gone off a cliff here, by the way. No, I know. I know. I know. But will we be willing to hear such substantial, like, information, truths, um, arguments <laughs> from from a robot? And know, do we know if it's even a truth? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, could we? can we even get to the point where we're that comfortable with AI to even have a, have a scenario like that? Sounds again. Well, actually, uh, the more we talk about, it, the more outlandish it sounds. But maybe it's not that far away. I don't know. Well, obvi- obviously, oversight is the the real question, right? I mean, sure. and who sets it? Yeah, you know, because how, how is that universal? How does that even work? How do you use that universally agreed upon? Yeah, Acc- not just in the United States, no, but no, around, around the, the world. world. Absolutely, yeah. around the world. I mean, if we have, you know, if we have stuff to stop it in the United States. China is doesn't need the people to agree with them. Oh, certainly not. And why? Why? I mean, if I were them, I would develop it as much as I can, just for you know. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, we went off a cliff. We did. Um, Industry wise, I think you know for now we're we're. It's just interesting how it's going to integrate within the software we use as well. Yes, definitely. You know, with Adobe. You know, back back to our industry here. Of course, um, Adobe has a, is working on a system where you can tell it to create a video, and it's pulling footage from Adobe their stock. own. Yeah, right. that's right. Their own their own their own library, which then you'd have to pay the rights to sure. to use. 
Um, but is there a way, is there a place where you can have that functionality, but it's not just referring to Adobe stock. It's also referring to really any stock footage you could purchase on the internet and pulling all these disparate video clips together yeah. that you can purchase as a, as a business. Um, but it's all pulled in for you. Yeah. It, it it's a huge deal for, um, property rights, digital property rights, um, across all these companies that own all this different kind of media stock images, for example. And, yeah. And these, in these media libraries, why would they even want to do that? Well, they'd be selling their products. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Essentially you're just, if you don't, have the open source, then you're just, you're stopping business yeah. on your own where other people might not. I, I, I can see how it'd be silly for, for any of these companies to not at least investigate the potential, the potential things that are, they could do um, with their content. Um, I think there is a way where theoretically you could have a platform that does what you describe and it, it grabs from all these different sources it would be up to the participating sources to make sure that there was a way by which they could tag and identify every single bit that was used. And then as part of the process of the generation, um, the system, the algorithm itself would need to effectively um, uh, annotate what images it used. How many dozen or so images did you use to actually composite this new thing that you've created for me? And make sure all those 12 different images that you use get 25 cents or whatever it was that you that they've agreed to be paid for the use in this. It's this. not unlike the music industry nowadays. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you got to clear samples all the time now. Or you no on Spotify, that. you listen to a song and the artist gets a certain amount of money for every play, yeah. right? Whether that's a, you know, a, a millicent. Mm -hmm. uh, but. Yeah. So I think there's a way to do that for sure. Um on a technical level, uh, the the competition, how does the competition affect that? Will all these people want to just like be a part of something larger as long as they all get a piece of it? Um, I think you could incentivize something like that. But Well, I think it's the same, you know, it's the same structure as the music industry when, you know, the whole Napster thing and all that stuff happened. They had to get on board or they were just going to lose. Yeah. You know, sure. and I think it, it might end up being that with content. Yeah. And it, you know, it took a while for that to be the, for it to become what it is now where, where things are pretty, pretty buttoned up. You know, the idea of downloading MP3s and <laughs> music illegally is Wild more less. or more or less gone now, at least, at least, at least I'm sure you certainly can. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of torrents that are still out there from, by which you could download any music that you want, but most people don't care to go through that trouble that much. And I, I used to do that all the time and oh, I yeah. don't care to do that. Spotify is so much, you don't five bucks a month, whatever. Yeah. Um, so exactly. yeah, it could very well be the same with AI generated content. Um, I hope, you know, yeah. I, I hope there is control over the content that we all create. Yeah. And maybe in that way, it, it's still something, these tools are still something that will more or less be tools of professionals rather than uh, just an everyday user. Um, I do like the idea of everyday users being, you know, gaining access to the tools that can help them become better creators in general, like in their own private life or for their business or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, perhaps perhaps a system whereby everybody's reimbursed properly and, and rights are managed properly, you could still um, you could still have the best of the best AI tools reserved for professional creators. Right. Um, Certainly if it's going to, like in that 
one example of pulling stock footage from different libraries. I'm sure you'd have to have some type of professionalism. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. We're visual people, right? We, we do yeah. video for a living. Um, I think that's, that's where at least my mind tends to go when I think about the creative poss- possibilities. Um, it, I'm intrigued by the idea of like giving a prompt and having something like very immediately and accurately produced that is in line with what I told it to do. But in some ways, like as, as fun and amazing that as that is, it, I can, I can, I can see how that could in some ways quickly become kind of boring mm-hmm. or just, or, or at least not fun. Well, you always hear, I mean, it, it, it's certainly more convenient, right? Yeah. Just to say, Hey, make this for me and it's made. Yeah. But as you well know, in the creative industry, it's not about really it in the end. It's more of like getting there. Yeah. You know, the journey is yeah. what making something, making something like, yeah. I mean, we're cavemen. We, we, we build things, you know, yeah. we, whether we do it on a computer or we do it with our hands, whether it's a sculpture, whether it's a painting, whether it's a digital art, yeah, you know, you're using your hand and your brain and, and, you know, creating something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, and again, I think and I hope that doesn't get lost yeah. by just saying, do this and, yeah. and having the AI get that opportunity to do that yeah. path without yeah. you. Um, just seems like, yeah, it would be cool for a minute, but then you just be like, Oh really? It's it, in the, in the way that like a video game becomes a lot more boring once you like activate cheat codes. Right. This That's game, a- this game's not that fun anymore because there's no more challenge. I'm yeah. just saying something and it's making it for me. That's a great analogy. Um, anyway, yeah. I, I, I'm positive about all this. I don't want to sound like <laughs> doomsday over here. Like sure. it's going to destroy our industry. Um, but, you know, I do think that um, I think it'll be a good thing. You know, I, I, I think for society as a whole, yeah. you know, doing stuff you know, having stuff done that you don't have to do that may or may not be, uh, it might be rudimentary, it might be advanced, but it'll just give us more time to do what we really want to do. And maybe that's making art that we're, and not selling it. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just us in our room just painting for ourselves. Yeah. But since we have AI helping us in our careers and in our other jobs, maybe that's, um, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It unleashes freedom in some ways. Yeah, maybe. Certainly we'll have to watch the, the class struggle because this will create a, a, a chasm between the low, the low pe- the low people and the high people, I guess. Sure. Um, because obviously these, I mean, these are all owned by companies. Yeah. Yeah. How's, and how does it affect the socioeconomic absolutely. distribution? Yeah. Cause I could see, you know, uh, the people in the lower end, you know, low income people not getting any advantage yeah. from it. Yeah. Certainly no money from it. Yeah. 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 And that's dangerous, you know? Yes. You, you want to give power to two people in, you know? I like, I certainly like the idea that, um, of using AI for creative purposes a lot more than trying to fathom how it could be used to control people. I don't, I, de- I definitely, I could, cause those, that's a possibility too. And we don't, we're not going there with this conversation obviously, but, um, yeah, like it, the creativity that it can lo- unlock is definitely intriguing. Um, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to it as well. 
I promise the next podcast it won't be so doom and gloom. No, I think this one was pretty decent. I don't think it was that bad. Uh, it's <laughs> it, again. I, I think. It, I think. Uh, it. Um, it. Uh, anything this unfamiliar to us is going to automatically like raise suspicion. I think it's just maybe our instinctual like um, nature. Right. Um. Uh. But at the same time, yeah, I I definitely like looking at it in the sense of like, how can this free us? How can this um improve help improve our day to day lives? Um, it's interesting how they're integrating it across websites too. Like this, you know, like you're going to a stock footage site. How are they integrating it? Mm-hmm. And how it's becoming like with AI, and it's not really AI. You know, it's kind of yeah. like back in when video cameras were all analog, and the digital came out, right? And, and on the side of the video camera, and giant giant letters was digital Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) yeah um it's a trend uh the fact that we're talking about it right now is just piggybacking on that to to be fit to be fair but um it's it's super fascinating and uh i would expect people i would expect you to see that trend continue probably at least maybe through the rest of this year um but yeah it's fun to just put ai next to something and maybe see how it affects your business Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, anything you could do to to, yeah, to bolster, be more efficient. Yeah, I and mean. bolster excitement. You know, people yeah. are people are excited about it and scared. Um, I think one thing that that is undoubtedly good, no matter what, is that um, technology like this is is going to lead to conversations. Hopefully, some as in depth or even more in depth than the one you and I are having about its meaning. I hope so. Its, its significance. How 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 to control it and just make sure it works for everyone equally. That's, well, I, I, super am, important. I am glad that a lot of the leaders in the industry have noted that. Yeah. There's, there's and clear that's, concern. That's very important yeah. that the people who have created it say, Hey, we need these, we need these safeguards. Yeah. So that's, that's very positive. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we got people keeping an eye on it yeah. and yeah, we'll keep an eye on it too. All right. Next time we'll talk about. I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's <laughs> uh, figure it out. Uh, TBD. 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 Yeah. I can't think of anything good off the top right now, but. Maybe we'll talk about uh, sculptures. Something I know very little about. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks um, for listening. And uh, 10 stories. Yeah. Signing out. Bye. Bye all.